Gospel Message. The title of this week's Gospel Message is All of Our Living. All of Our Living. In the book of Mark, chapter 12, and I believe the story is also referenced in the book of Luke. Uh, this is the story about the widow who put her offering into the treasury. And in Mark 12, from verse is 41 to 44, it reads, Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Surely I say unto you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury, for they all put in out of their substance, out of their abundance, rather, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had, all of her living. So what this story is bringing to me is not really talking about money and monetary offerings to the church. And as much as that's the, um, the literal story, the symbolism in this particular message is something else. So think about when we come to the Lord as far as when we're repentant of something or we want to, you know, surrender our lives to Christ or dedicate or rededicate our lives to Christ, especially after we've come into the knowledge of um, or come to the admission of a transgression or a part of us that might not be pleasing to the Lord or something that we do that might not be pleasing to the Lord. A lot of times as Christians or as people who are caught up in life, caught up in daily life, we do believe in God. We do accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but we're living in this life, going through day to day, going through the, you know, the routines of life, the stresses, the oppression, so on and so forth. And we're dedicating aspects of our life to Christ. So when it comes to, you know, confessing our sins and surrendering certain things, or even acknowledging certain things, we human beings have a tendency of, you know, acknowledging the things that we do right, and then the things that we do wrong. And then those things that we have identified of ourselves as being wrong, those are the things that we surrender. We surrender the wrong thing. So we take certain aspects of ourselves, our behaviors, our lives, our practices, our habits, so on and so forth. We take certain things and bring them before Christ and say, Lord, I want you to change this about me. Change this particular thing. Change this particular thing about me. And how this story translates to that is that this lady, this woman, this poor widow, she gave 
everything she had. And I love the reference about the poverty and where we can look at poverty as the, you know, monetary amount, the value of what she gave. You can also take the symbolism of poverty to be humility, to be not putting a value to oneself, not putting a value to one's virtues, natural virtues. Some of us are born with certain attributes that some of us are not born with. Some people are naturally more patient. Some people are naturally more tolerant. Some people are naturally more soft-spoken. Some people are not as prone to fits of rage as others. Some people are not prone to stealing as others. Some people are not prone to lying as others. Some people are not prone to, you know, cheating or being uh, false or, you know, adultery or fornication. Some people are just stronger than other people in certain aspects of our lives. And we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses, you know, and we tend to take these strengths of ours as our wealth, because I don't know that a lot of us always and I know we do in theory, but deep down inside, deep down inside, I think somehow or another, we kind of give ourselves credit for the things that we don't do. And that is always evident by the way we criticize other people who do things that we don't do. You know, we have harsh words for the prostitute. We have harsh words for the thief. We have harsh words for the liar. We have harsh, harsh words for people who don't sin the way we sin. I mean, let's just be honest. And I don't think we mean to condemn them, but the reality is that we do. Even if we don't condemn them outright with our words, we condemn them internally. You know, we pass those little hidden judgments and stuff. And this is wealth. This is something that is valuable to us. I don't do that. You know, it, it's kind of like the, the parable that Jesus gave of the, the publican and and the uh the the tax tax uh you know the tax collector and he said you know thank you lord that i don't sin the way this man sins that i am not a sinner the way this man is a sinner you know again attributing that not sinning that way as wealth so if we take this particular parable or story that jesus told it's the same thing we who are wealthy, we who have virtues or are virtuous in some way or are not sinful in some way, we will take those virtues and put them to the side. And when we come to Jesus, we only offer up those things that we recognize as being flawed in us. Whereas this widow, she considered herself to be poor. So she put in everything. She didn't put anything aside. Remember, she had two mites. She could have kept one and put in one. But she took everything that she had in her poverty, <clears throat> in her humility, and she put everything into the treasury. She didn't hold anything back. The way the people who had riches held back some. So in ourselves, in our 
the way we assess ourselves, the way we validate ourselves, the way we grade ourselves, let us ask ourselves, what do we give ourselves credit for? What do we pick and choose when we come to Jesus to offer up to him? What do we select and put back as virtuous and only say, Lord, help me with this particular thing or that particular thing or these particular things? Because what the Lord did was that he honored the sacrifice of the poor widow over the sacrifice of the rich people because the rich people gave only a portion of themselves. They held some back. They kept some back for themselves and only gave a portion. Whereas this widow gave everything. She gave all of her living. She gave all that she was. Her totality. She gave it and put it in the treasury. When we come to Christ, Christ is not asking us just to offer up our sinful part or what we recognize as being sinful. Because the truth is that there are aspects of us that are very sinful that we do not recognize as sinful. And that is why it's important not to offer bits and pieces of ourselves, but to offer our whole self. Come to me, everything. Lay ourselves down at the throne of grace. Give God everything, not bits and pieces, not portions, not only the bad stuff or what we think is bad. When a vessel is being used by God, let's say the vessel is a pitcher, you know, if we are offering ourselves to God as a vessel and we are a pitcher, we can't say, okay, Lord, you can only use the handle. You can't use the, the top part. Or you can only use the base. You can't use the handle. Or you can only use the cover. You can't. We offer the entire vessel. And the Lord uses the vessel as he wills. When they brought the lamb offering or the, the sacrificial offering before the to the to the temple, they didn't say, okay. Only use the head of the lamb, but keep the legs. Or only use the middle, like the, the body part, but keep the limbs. Don't use the limbs. When the sacrificial animal was brought to the temple, you drop the animal there. It is up to the priests what to do with the animal. We don't get to pick and choose how the sacrifice gets used. We just bring the sacrifice. So when we come to the Lord in contrition, the contrition is not for what I recognize as being wrong. The contrition is that I am a sinner, totally and completely. Save me, Lord Jesus. Sanctify me. Not sanctify parts of me. Sanctify all of me. Bind the sacrifice with cords even unto the horns of the altar, the entire sacrifice, and then fall back. Let the priest, and in this case, Jesus, our high priest, let the priest do what he wills with the sacrifice. Don't 
Give a portion. Give all of your living. Give all that you are. Don't keep any attribute back as being good because the good is always the enemy of the best. Let Jesus Christ have all of us, everything, and let him do with us as he wills. This is the essence of sacrifice. This is the essence of bringing all of our living and putting it into the treasury, putting it before the throne, giving it to the high priest, all that we are, recognizing no aspect of us as good apart from God's touch upon our lives. He uses the vessel. We just bring the vessel to him. We lay it at his feet and say, Lord, as you will do with me. So let us not be as the rich people who came to the treasury and only put a portion of themselves, keeping back some wealth for themselves. Let us be as that widow was, poor, poor in spirit, holding nothing of value, calling nothing of ourselves good, calling nothing of ourselves righteous, acknowledging that apart from him, truly, we can do nothing and we are nothing. He is our righteousness. We have no righteousness apart from Christ. And even Christ himself says, why callest thou me good? None is good but the Father. So the minute we start picking our sins and say, well, yes, I know I'm a sinner, but I'm not this kind of a sinner. Then we're holding back something and we're not giving all of ourselves. When Christ, who is our life, he has to become all of our life. And the only way that he can become our entire life is if we count our lives as nothing, no matter how good we think portions of that life is. We have to take the sacrifice that is our life and give it to the high priest so that he can do with it what he wills. And we have to take all of our living, all of it, every single aspect of this thing that is us, that breathes, I am a living soul and I am God's. I am a living soul and I am Christ's totally and completely. Nothing is held back from me and let him sanctify me, all of me, so that he can use my life for his glory. May we, by the power of his Holy Spirit, be humble enough to give all of our living to he who is worthy of all of our living. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.